Welcome to Batshit, a frank and funny look at living with mental illness. While we'll touch on several illnesses, Batshit is focused on those along the spectrum of bipolar disorders. I'm your host, Adam. And I'm your other host, Brad. And we're both bipolar. So strap in, and let's see how batshit we really are. Spoiler alert, pretty damn batshit. Mm. Did you ever hear the, uh, there used to be this like adult contemporary soft rock show, Delilah? Yeah. <laughs> yes! Okay. That's, <laughs> our voices just made me think of yeah. that. Yeah, or it was a, <clears throat> there was also that SNL sketch of like, it was making fun of NPR where they're like sweaty balls, like, like the people that were cooking. Oh uh, yeah, sweaty balls. Sweaty balls. <laughs> yeah. Hilarious. Um, um, anyway. This, this episode's topic, <laughs> listener questions. Part four. Uh, we've had so many awesome questions that have come in via social media and email, and uh, we haven't done one of these since fucking the end of September. So we apologize because we've had some amazing backlog of questions, and we're going to get to them, and we are getting to them. Um, we've just both been going through a lot. So uh, if you're writing us, please keep writing us. We are not ignoring you, we promise. So we're going to answer some of the questions we've gotten today via email, via social media. Um, so if you want to ask a question... We'll provide the best answer we're capable of. We're not doctors. You know that. We'll try and make it laugh, or us laugh, or you laugh. And apologies for those of you who've written us with questions and we haven't gotten back to you. Yeah. We, we get a high volume of email. Yeah. And so if, if we're not able to write you back, we try to address it on the show. Yeah, totally. As much as we can. Some of you have reached out and been like, you should do an episode on this, and that's why we've done an episode on that. So continue writing in. We promise we'll keep reaching out. All right. Let's you know, do this. Oh, go ahead. Uh, something else occurred to me. Just another radio show. Yeah. Do you, did you ever hear Tom Likas? No, who's Tom Likas? Oh man, he was this very like toxic, uh, tox- like a, toxic masculinity. Ooh, like, like a Howard show. Stern type of. Yeah, but he was he was on like Drive Time. Oh, okay. Yeah. And, uh, he it would just <laughs> I don't know why this popped in my head, but uh, it it would always be something like this. It'd be like. 1-800-5800-TOM. This is Jeff on the Tom Likas Show. Hello. No. Tom, uh, you know, my uh, my girlfriend, uh, we're kind of having problems. You know what? Pumper and dumper. <laughs> Pumper yeah. and dumper. Pumper and dumper. Oh, my that God. I his... haven't heard that term. In... Oh, my God. <laughs> Pumper and dumper. Yeah. yeah. You know, just a real peach uh, of a man. Uh, what's wrong with men? <laughs> just, you know what, ladies? Just leave all of us. We're not worth yeah. the effort or the trouble. Yeah. Gross. All right. Uh, do you want me to go first? Or you want to go first? Uh, you can go first. All right. I'm so, messing with my frizzy hair. It looks beautiful. I'm always so just like the video that we do on here. I, I don't know why, guys. I'm not vain. <laughs> it's it's that I'm paranoid. It's all right, buddy. I'm like, oh, my shiny forehead and my frizzy hair and the bags <laughs> under my eyes. It's like Jesus no one's going to take us seriously because of how we look. Yeah. Like, I was going to trust these guys, but now I don't. <laughs> look at that frizzy hair. That guy looks tired. <laughs> That's it. I'm out of here. Really, that should give us more street cred when you think about yeah, it. Yeah, seriously. Seriously. <laughs> All right, here we go. First question. Uh, this one is from uh, Elisha. Uh, they have a boyfriend who is 45, who has a number of disorders, uh, PTSD, anxiety, OCD, and who is unmedicated. And they have difficulty supporting them, um, you know, because he will feel judged when they do support him. And obviously loves him, but, you know, when he's manic, he's a shit show. Now, Alicia is diagn- uh, medicated for anxiety and depression. Um, but her partner will not get help because he doesn't want to talk to someone who has no idea of what's going on in his head. 
Alicia's asking, how do I suggest him to get treatment? We, you know, we, we've tried to address this before and every case is different. And, you know, Alicia, we don't know your, uh, your boyfriend, like, you know, your boyfriend. Um, and so I can just say that my wife is the reason that I started going to therapy. She's the reason I did. And like you, she did not give up on her man. And uh, she has a lot of strength. Like, I'm sure you have a lot of strength. Um, and I think the truth is, is the best way or the way that it worked with my wife was it's about, she made it about me. She didn't make it about her. She was like, I want you to be feel better. I want you to be healthy. I don't think you're, you're happy. It's not what you're doing to me. It's what you're doing to yourself. That helped me. That helped me because I saw how it was affecting her through that lens. Like, if she'd come at me and been like, I don't like you when you're like this, I probably would have pushed right back. But instead, she was like, you know, when you're like this, you don't seem happy. You don't seem good. You don't seem right. Um, you don't seem like you're enjoying life. And that's what pushed me to get therapy. So that's my two cents. Maybe trying to do all this because you're worried about him, not because of how it's affecting the relationship. Yeah, that's a good point. And I always come back to try to provide some resources. Yeah. Find, find a good video uh, on YouTube, uh, Double Board Certified Dr. Dominic Sportelli. Yeah. That we've talked about before. Andrew Huberman. Andrew Huberman. We just talked about him the other day. Yeah. Uh, you know, this podcast. Sure. Um, if, it also depends on the type of man you got. If you got someone who's like, show me the research, then yeah, maybe Huberman's more of the guy for you. If you need a guy who would rather hear about this shit over beers, that's more of our speed. Yeah. Both, whatever works, really. I like that we compare us and Huberman. Oh, we're like the same person. <laughs> yeah, not, yeah, basically. Like, basically. You don't know, Brad and I can like uh, morph into Huberman, <laughs> like our powers combined. Uh, all right, so yeah, Alicia, keep fighting, uh, and good for you for trying, either way. You got one? Yeah, I got one. So this came via Instagram. This is Amber. Uh, Amber and her husband love the podcast. He relates to a lot of our experiences. His last manic episode that put him in the hospital for 30 days was in 2020. When he finally came down from the mania, he went into a severe depressive episode and has not been able to get out of it. It's just not as low as it's been in the past. So this guy has been in depression for years. Yeah, two years, three years. Yeah. 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 his meds have been switched up several times. He just can't seem to get out of it. He can't even work now. Her question is, since our diagnosis, have we ever been able to fully reach euthymia? That is a normal mood state. <clears throat> um, yeah, I feel like I'm in one now. Yeah. Uh, but it took a bit. I mean, I've been I've been open. We did a whole episode on this. I mean, I was suicidal there for a bit. Uh, things got so bad. But... Uh, you know, my medication got tweaked and uh, some little lifestyle changes, and uh, I pulled myself out of it. Or I don't know if I pulled myself out of it. I came out of it. No, I I'll mean, say that. you did, man. You did yeah. the work. Yeah. You did the work. Um, whatever, whatever element pulled you out of it, it was still you who did it. Yeah. Um, y- yes. It, it's funny. That's an interesting question because normal state, right? It's your normal state. I like to say baseline. Baseline, right? Your yeah. baseline state. Uh, I, I guess I'm at that now. 
I guess I'm at that. I feel very balanced. Mm-hmm. I don't feel good. You know what I mean? Like I'm not happy or satisfied. Right. And But I don't know if that necessarily is the baseline. You know? Yeah. I, I think that's something that's always fucked with my head when it comes to this. Is like, should I feel happier? Should I feel better than I currently feel? Is this what the baseline is for me? Or am I still in a depressive state? I know that's haunted me a lot. Do you feel neutral or do you feel slightly depressed? Slightly depressed. Slightly depressed. But again, I, like, is that my neutral? I still have a little bit of anhedonia. Right. Um, but but you still feel baseline. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, I don't feel... I don't feel like the world is about to end at any moment. No, and I don't feel that way either. Um, I don't feel like... I definitely don't feel like I want to kill myself anymore. Right. Um, but I'm not manic. Right. But and you're also and you're not super depressed. I'm right. Not super you're... depressed. I'm not like giddy happy. Right. I'm not. But are we supposed to be? I don't know. See, that's the that's the thing yeah. for me, and that's the uh, Amber. That's the interesting part about your question, right? Is like, wh- what what um what what uh what is normal? What's baseline? Yeah. Um, I'm sorry that uh, did she say husband or boyfriend? Husband. Husband has been in that depressive state um, for so long, and um, I'm glad he's talking to someone. I'm glad is he's working with medication, and I'm sure that's not easy for you to witness and be a part of. Um, you're a very strong person to be there beside him for all this. I'm maybe that's a conversation to have with him, and for him to have with his doctor. What does a baseline look like for him? What is, because it may not be him getting back to what it was before his hospitalization. Cause maybe he wasn't at a baseline then. Does that make sense? Like maybe he was in an augmented state then. Also his perception of what his baseline is could have been shifted drastically because of his manic episode. And then subsequent depressive episode. My idea of a baseline is being able to get through my day without hating myself and my life. That's my baseline. I know that sounds dire, but I don't know what's going to bring me joy on most days. You know what I mean? That anhedonia still exists for me a good amount of the time. Yeah. But if I can get up in the morning, make it through my day, and go to bed at night, and I haven't been in in either a manic or depressive episode, and I haven't hated myself or my life in that day, I mean, that's what I consider to be a neutral state. I don't know. Is that depressing? I mean, that's probably normal. It's normal, right? Yeah. I think that that might be most Americans. Yeah. We don't score high on the happiness index as a society. We don't. And we've been studying so hard. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking fail that test every year. It's all the uh, Scandinavian countries take the top slots. It's because they're tall. Because they're (laughs) also tall. That's what it is. Brad and I are both under six feet. And I think that's why we have these mental illnesses. It has nothing to do with the social programs. No, it doesn't. Uh, It's Uh, just their height. Fucking height. God damn it. Yeah. Uh, no, I mean, that's my two cents. Sorry, I kind of commandeered that. No, no. That's, no. Uh, I think that's a good, a good take on it. Yeah, it's, 
I don't know. It is what it is. Uh, I Amber, yeah, I think maybe trying to label it. Maybe that'll help. Maybe have a conversation down with your husband um, and talk about what a baseline looks like for him. Not how to attain it. Like that, who the fuck knows how to do that? But what day. it looks like. But what it looks like. And you know what? Uh, have him start keeping a mood journal. Yeah. great. That's a great suggestion, yeah. Brad. Mood because journal. it might be that he he's depressed often enough that he feels like he's constantly depressed. Mm-hmm. But if he kept a mood journal, he would realize, oh, no, it's not pervasive. Right. That's a great idea. That's a great suggestion, Brad. Yeah. Mood journal. Yeah. Um, yeah. And thank you for listening, Amber. And thank you to your husband. Hey, friends. Brad and I started Batshit because we needed someone to talk to about our bipolar. So when looking for a sponsor, BetterHelp was the obvious choice. BetterHelp provides access to therapists via text, via Zoom, via email, via phone call, 24 hours, seven days a week. I don't need to tell anyone how broken the American healthcare system is, especially when it comes to mental illness. But the beautiful thing about BetterHelp is that they'll work with you. Go to www.betterhelp.com backslash batshit. You'll get 10% off for the first month and you'll get someone to talk to right now. If you need to talk to someone, do it. Please. We love you. Please like, subscribe, and share it on social media. If you have someone you think may need to hear it, we encourage you to share it with them and to start your own conversation about mental health. Uh, awesome. Okay, moving on. So this is this is uh, this is a tough one. So Colleen wrote in and uh, was uh, talked about their partner of three years who got depressed, uh, who got diagnosed uh, with uh, depression, um, and it ended up uh, being caused because of infidelity, which is awful. And I'm so sorry that you went through that, Colleen. And he has had a lot of trouble dealing with acceptance and he refuses to take medication. And even when he was doing the things he wasn't supposed to be doing with the infidelity, his shame was very strong, but it didn't, it didn't do enough, uh, to, uh, get him to break his habits about self-medication and things like that. So the relationship ended up ending. Um, but she, uh, so Brad actually wrote back and talked uh, talked to her a bit, and since then she suggested this podcast to him, which he's listening to, which is great. And he's gonna he made an appointment with a therapist, which is awesome. And even though they're not together anymore, Colleen's offered support to him. But what they're asking at the end is, what is the best thing to do for someone who just accepted and decided to get help, but still somehow is pushing you away when you're offering additional help, and is it another question? The sub question of this is: how, Did you have a hard time ex- when accepting the diagnosis? Yes, I had a hard time accepting it. Same. Uh, I think that's very normal mm-hmm. um, because, especially the stigma we have as a society on mental health, right? Mental illness. Um, we it makes you feel broken. Yeah, yeah. It makes you feel like there's something fundamentally wrong with you instead of just seeing it as being sick. Right. Which and, is what we should. And you're admitting that broke. So when someone comes to you and they offer to help you, you're like, well, yeah, but then you have to admit not only to yourself, but to them that you're broken. Yeah. So I understand why he's pushing you away or why he pushed you away. But you know, um, if he's seeking help already, if he's going to therapy, if he's seeing a psychiatrist about getting medication, 
maybe just take a step back and yeah. and let him let him do his journey that he's needing to do mm-hmm. and don't offer any help yeah you know uh just just kind of be there yeah. for him uh, and he'll eventually open up to you yes he will he will uh my wife loves to do this thing as i'm sure many partners do where she likes to talk about what she's going through and what's what she's problem she's having whether it be with relationships or whatever and she just wants me to listen i can't necessarily help her fix the issue she has with her friends or with work or whatever she just wants me to listen and in listening that's how i help and when he's ready to talk to you colleen just listening to what he has to say and the experiences he's having in a non-judgmental you know, coming from a non-judgmental place, I think will do so much good. You know, so if he's just accepted it, like Brad said, and he feels broken, he may not be ready for help. He might not be ready to talk about it. But when he is, you know, just listening is going to go a long way, even if you're not with him anymore. You know, uh, being a friend and listening is huge. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, an early guest we had on, Christy Wampler, uh, had a phrase that I like, which is, um, uh, I will crawl down in the ditch with you. <laughs> yep. Yeah. No, the, one of our more recent guests, Katie Carlson was like, look, we're going to be in a foxhole together and we're just going to stay in that foxhole until we figure it out. Yeah. You know, it's like, yeah, I go in with you. I come out with you. I don't pull you out. I don't push you in. I'm just there with you. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, Colleen, uh, thank you for listening. Uh, I'm glad we're helping your partner. Um, or your ex-partner, and uh, I hope his journey is is progressing the way it needs to. So uh, Jesse uh, had written us um, about getting diagnosed pretty young with bipolar. Uh, her older sister was only eight, and she was 13 when they were each diagnosed bipolar. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, their parents handled their diagnosis differently. Her sister was put into treatment, but they thought she was faking her symptoms. Really? Yeah. Okay. Um, so her sister got through medicated treatment and therapy. Um, but at this point, Jesse's only done therapy and is looking to get medicated soon. Um, and I find that really interesting, the idea that you would think somebody's faking it. Yeah, why would anyone, like, attention? Is that the idea, maybe? I guess, maybe, like, oh, my sister has this, and she's getting attention, so I'm right. going to fake it and get the attention, she's too. She's also, like, the older sister. I mean, yeah, I, mean, I don't know. That's kind of, um, is, there, is there, like, a question component, or she was just making a comment? No, no, no. She. I just thought that was a very interesting... That's fascinating. Yeah. I mean, first of all, I, I don't know how old Jesse is. I, I imagine old enough to be listening to this podcast and finding this stuff on, but that could be any age. Um, 25. She oh, said. she's 25. Yeah. How amazing is that, that their parents sought the diagnosis and treatment at such a young age for these girls? Yeah. Like, now, I, Jesse, I'm sorry that you, you know, didn't receive the treatment you should have gotten, but the fact that they were, you were diagnosed and your sister was diagnosed at such a young age is, is pretty impressive. Yeah. 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 And that's a difficult diagnosis to make from yeah. my understanding for a child because, it doesn't present the same ways. Yeah. Um, and there's a lot of, a lot of other diseases that mm-hmm. overlap that it could be ADHD and bipolar sometimes, uh, have, I guess you can call it cross contamination. Sure. 
with their diagnoses. Mm -hmm. Um, Uh, I'm glad that you're um, looking to get on medication, that you're talking to someone. Um, I can't even imagine uh, uh, how you must feel about how your sister was treated versus how you were treated. That's... That's got to be, uh, I'm sure, a large part of your therapy, uh, <laughs> and uh, that's terrible for you. Um, I, I do salute you for, in spite of all that, continuing to work on yourself. Like that's yeah, that's awesome. Completely. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm curious. Uh, how I mean, and I'm very curious about you, but also about how your sister is doing because your sister got treatment. You did not get treatment. You were raised in the same house by the same people with what I assume to be the same circumstances. And um, that's a very interesting uh, uh, upbringing, situation, development. Uh, I would honestly love to talk to you guys on this, you both on this podcast. I think that would be a really interesting conversation to have. Yeah. Especially from such a young age. Um, if uh, hopefully you're still listening to this and you're not like fuck those guys, but I don't think you would have. Um, if uh, maybe your sister listens to this, if you do, please reach back out to us because honestly, I, I think it'd be a really cool conversation to have. Just because we've talked on the show a number of times about different treatments, the age at which you're diagnosed. Also, super curious about your parents. Did your parents were they diagnosed uh, or are they undiagnosed? And you think they might something might be going on. Um, yeah, yeah. Honestly, my brain's just whirling right now because it's just fucking fascinating. Yeah, so many questions. So many questions. Yeah, um, and I hope you're getting the support, and I'm sure you are from your sister, because I'm sure your sister and you are going went through a lot of the same stuff, and um, I'm glad you have someone who's there for you like that. That's important. Uh, keep fighting. Uh, you're pretty awesome. Uh, okay, uh, let's see. I've got another one from Cassidy. So Cassidy is uh, talking about uh, their uh, bipolar one. Uh, they triggered with postpartum after uh, several miscarriages. Uh, had a lot going on. And uh, they ended up doing ketamine treatment and uh, TMS, which is uh, transcranial magnetic stimulation. And um, that's uh, uh, an in, and that's a newer uh, therapy, which basically is using magnetic currents to affect your um, uh, your brain. Um, and that's a really uh, broad way of just, uh, summarizing what it is. But it's non-invasive. It's non-surgical. It takes about fifty to sixty minutes. Um, done some real quick research about it. In that, like fifty or sixty percent of the people that didn't see a response to medication actually got a response like a positive response from doing tms oh really yeah and um it's an interesting uh, uh subject that I, I i'd like to start looking into now we're not recommending this therapy for you it may not be for you but i'm always interested when people present us with new therapies um that doesn't mean we're going to endorse any of them but uh right. but yeah but like what's what's great about this cassidy is I had never heard of TMS. Have you ever, ever heard of TMS? No, I hadn't. Now we do. And we can look into it. And anyone listening to this podcast can look into it. And it's you're sharing information. You're not telling us what to do. You're sharing information. And that's all this podcast is, man. We're just talking about shit. And 
something you say or we say might click with somebody. So thank you. And I mean, they, uh, Cassie's been writing a book about all of this and includes some situation, you know, some uh, issues with their father. There's there's all sorts of stuff. Being in the hospital is, at one point, I don't want to get too deep into all all the stuff they've gone through, but uh, you're super strong. Uh, Cassidy, and, and very impressive. And I can't wait to read your book because it sounds like it's going to be a story of, a journey of strength that I'm really curious about. Um, also, at the end, uh, she says her husband loves the podcast, and he doesn't have mental illness. He's just a caregiver. So she says it is for caregivers, too. And that's nice. Oh, that's great. That's very nice. So, Cassidy, no, I hadn't heard of TMS. Brad hadn't heard TMS, but we have now, so I'm going to start looking into it. Yeah, same. Thank you. Uh, that was all I had. Oh, that's all you had? Yeah. <laughs> okay, let me go back and look at one more thing here. I thought I had one more queued up. Uh, I love these, by the way. Please writing them in. I feel so bad because it takes us so long to get to these. And it's not because we don't want to get to these. And we record so far ahead of time. We do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it makes it even worse. Yeah, so when you guys write us in and we don't respond, it's not because we don't want to respond. It's literally that um, we're just behind. We're just yeah. so far behind and we have so many things that we want to be doing, but it just takes so fucking much. Or we're too depressed to respond. <laughs> yeah, that's right. The end of the year was just fucking awful. God, tell me about it. Uh, Jesus. All right, I can't find it. We will do more of these, and we're going to do a Batshit Badasses episode because we've had so many great messages and emails. If you have questions, write them in. We don't have answers. We have suggestions, and we are able to put forth your questions to this uh, awesome community that we're building and that you are helping us build. So please, you know, keep writing these questions in. You know, you never know what you're going to stumble upon that you might share. We've had, we have uh, 1,200 people now that are subscribed to our podcast, which means every on, t- Just on Spotify. Just on Spotify. So let's, let's just say 1,200 total. Um, I'm saying this because that means every week when we release an episode, 1,200 people get notified. You may write in with a question like uh, our good friend there, Cassidy, just did about TMS. And one of those 1,200 people may look into TMS and it works for them or it helps them or gives them some semblance of relief. Dude, you just changed someone's life. Yeah. You just changed someone's life. And all you fucking did was ask a question. That's it. You ask a question. You made someone else think about the answer. And that's awesome. So please keep keep up the conversation. Let's keep this community going. Let's keep all of this because I'm really hoping that someone out there does listen to this episode, hear about TMS, and they try it, and it works for them. That's yeah. my hope. That's my hope. I'm gonna look into it. Yeah, why not? I mean, it can't hurt to look into. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> by the way, this podcast is sponsored by TMS. No, uh, <laughs> <laughs> TMS is like a procedure. It's not even a people. We are sponsored by BetterHelp. BetterHelp, that's true. BetterHelp, bat, BetterHelp.com backslash batshit. Yes, uh, you get 10% off, guys, and therapy is important. If you are not seeing someone, talk to someone, please. That's just the option that we're presenting to you here. But if you don't have the money for it or if, uh, you're not ready for that, talk to friends, talk to family, talk to loved ones, talk. Talk about and do it in a joking manner like we are. Fucking drink a beer, bust some balls, and yeah. just talk about how you're feeling. It's it's gonna go a long way, I promise you. 
You're going to feel better about it. And take that advice, especially if you're a man, because men never talk about their mental health. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's because most men are idiots. That's right? true. We're, we're pretty dumb. <laughs> that's true. We're, not, we're knuckle-draggers. Yeah, we're not really known for our brain activity. We're known for our handsome handsomeness. Our, that, I couldn't even come up with a good joke because my brain don't work. Yeah. <laughs> it's case and point. Um, thank you for your questions. We're going to do more of these. We love you. Keep fighting.